There's no such thing as a good or bad memory. There's just a trained memory and an untrained memory. And this takes this off of you because if you're not good at this, it's just we weren't taught. Hi, I'm Vishen Lakiani, founder of Mind Valley, the school for human transformation. You're listening to the Mind Valley podcast, where we'll be bringing you the greatest teachers and thought leaders on the planet to discuss the world's most powerful ideas and personal growth for mind, body, spirit, and work. How many windows are in your home? Quick, just just how many windows are in your home? Just kind of like notice where your eyes go when you're thinking about this. Up, right? Because when you look up, you tend to send more blood flow to your visual cortex, which helps you to be able to imagine or remember things that you see. Now, by the way, there's a difference. When you look up and to the right, it helps you to visually imagine something. Now, when you look up and to the left, it helps you to visually remember something. Because you can only visualize and picture two things: either something you remember, like the windows in your home, or something that's imagined that you've never seen before. Right? Creativity. Did anyone ever see that movie? It was Negotiator with Samuel L. Jackson and Kevin Spacey. Remember the scene where Samuel Jackson was interrogating somebody, and he says, "You're lying." He's like, "How do you know?" He's like, "You're looking up and to the right," because visually talking about something he's imagining. Now, I don't want you to go back to your spouses and your kids and <laughs> like become a human lie detector. But the, and now this isn't an exact science, but like anything, there are tendency and traits. Does that make sense? And it's allowing, but it's neurological. These little distinctions are these useful to know as a coach, as a parent? Who here is, is a parent? Raise your hand. Who here has children? Who here was once a ch- child? <laughs> Who has a relationship with a human being? Raise your hand. So these are useful things to know about strategies, love strategies, learning strategies. Everything comes down to strategies, right? So you're making things simple. You're making them intense, and you're looking at the strategy because there's always a method behind the magic. If you were to walk out with any one thing from my contribution here with you, is that genius leaves clues. Genius leaves clues. That if somebody is a genius, and I don't mean IQ, that's the thing I, I'm least impressed with. I'm talking about somebody who excels in their expertise, that they're doing something other people aren't doing. People who could read three times faster are doing things that people who weren't taught are doing. People who can learn languages two, three, four. Languages easier. They're doing things unconsciously. Other people aren't doing. Pick up a musical instrument. How many people want to do one of those things or more? Right. There are strategies to genius, and that's what the breadth of our work is: is helping make those strategies very explicit. So that when I memorize a hundred people, like you see me at A Fest, memorize names and numbers and words, that there's a method because there's no such thing as a good or bad memory. There's just a trained memory and an untrained memory. And this takes this off of you because if you're not good at this, it's just we weren't taught. It'd be the equivalent of somebody not being good at ice skating, and you wouldn't be upset at that person nor blame that person if they never took a lesson in ice skating, right? It's the same thing with reading. It's the same thing with all the things. Focus. When's the last time you took a focus class? A class on memory, class on imagination, productivity, you know, creativity, problem solving. So if you're not great at that. We just weren't taught, and these are all things that are taught. And so, when we're done here, I'm going to share with you the ten keys for unlocking what I call your superhero brain, right? Your super brain, if you will. That's going to keep your brain and your mind ageless. Here's the thing: one third of your brain health and your memory, your intelligence, is predetermined by genetics and biology, but two thirds is in your control. Now, some people suggest all of it's in your control; that we're creating our reality all the time. Whatever studies you buy into. We have more control than most of us believe, and everything counts. Everyone always wants to know what the magic pill is. There's no magic pill. There's just 
magic processes, right? And I'm going to go through those 10 things here. And my goal here is for you to leave here and not just have a great event. Yes, probably the most valuable thing you'll have gotten here are new connections and new friendships. That's irreplaceable. But when it comes to using ideas and insights to be able to move things forward, I don't want those things to die on the vine, to literally die on the vine in your brain. Like years ago, Vishen and I, we were on the Amazon rainforest and there are pictures of me on Instagram where, you know, on the Amazon rainforest, there are pink dolphins. Like that was the most amazing experience, right? And we came across an indigenous tribe, their very first Western contact. But if the Amazon river is like, you know, one of the most amazing forces of nature, right? Huge river. It's being fed through like streams. Multiple, multiple streams are feeding this into creating this experience. And what I'm here to say is this potential that you have, your intelligence, your memory, whatever it is, is being fed through streams. And it's not invisible. You might not see what's going on upstream, but then it shows up. And if it kind of dies off and it evaporates and you have a drought, you have to look at what's going on further upstream. Does that make sense? So I'm going to go through really quickly the 10 different things. But what I want you to do is be able to memorize these 10 things. And so what we're going to do is we're going to go through, and I'm going to teach you this very quickly, a way of putting it onto your body. And we're going to put it onto your body just for ease. We've done this before. But when I go through these 10 keys, I teach this at the Cleveland Clinic for Brain Health. The Cleveland Clinic for Brain Health, they're doing two things. They're treating people with Alzheimer's and dementia, caregiving, if you will, and they're doing the latest research, the latest research in the area of brain aging. My contribution there with the doctors and the caregivers and the researchers has to do with teaching them prevention, talking about prevention. So I'm going to give you the 10 keys to having an ageless mind. Every single one of them you've either heard me say or you intuitively know that these are important. That's not the reason I'm saying it. The reason I'm saying it is to take knowledge and turn it into power. And I want you to take those ideas and have them have real impact. And what I want you to do is when I'm going through it, I want you to cycle through and on a piece of paper, rate yourself on a scale of zero to 10, how well am I doing in that category? So a few years ago, I got invited to go to, okay, so there's a big boxing match with Mayweather and Pacquiao. I'm not a big boxing fan, but I like competition because I like to see people excel and what makes somebody elite. I want to see those patterns of genius that we talked about. And tickets were just extraordinary, thousands of dollars. I wouldn't pay for that. But Sylvester Stallone sends me a message saying, you want to watch the fight at my house? And I'm like, oh, I totally want to see this with Rocky, right? And the reason why I mention these names is contrary to what people might think, I don't post pictures like this or tell stories around famous people for the sake of saying these people. Me talking about a Will Smith is just different than me talking about Bill Smith. Is that fair? That in order for me, as a memory expert, your memory is triggered by reminders, right? You are constantly reminded. Even when you forget somebody's name or you forget what you need to do later that day, have you ever forgotten someone's name or an actor's name or whatever, and it's bothering you, and it's bothering the heck out of you, and you're doing these techniques like, does it start with an A? Does it start with a B? Does it start with a C, right? And you get really nervous when you get to like W because there's not many letters afterwards. But then hours go by and you're just driving. And what pops into your mind? The name, right? And then where was it before? It was always there. They've done these studies with surgeons where they'll stimulate different parts of a subject's or patient's brain. And they'll remember like trips they took as a kid to the point where like they could read signs right off the highway. 
and that memory was there. They'll use a process called age regression. How many people have ever had hypnotherapy, hypnosis? And they'll take people down to a place when they were nine years old in this relaxed awareness place and their unconscious comes out and you know, really showing his genius. And they'll remember what day, 95% of people, adults, will remember what day their ninth birthday fell on, what day of the week. I mean, it's pretty extraordinary, right? So that information might be there, but the hard part is triggering it. So what I notice is people forgot something to do or whatever it is, what happens is there's a reminder in the external environment that prompted you unconsciously. Most of the times you don't even realize it. It could be a smell, a fragrance, a song on the radio, it's unconscious, and you'll just remember it because that information got tagged to the environment. So for example, they take people and they put them into a pool with a breathing apparatus and they'll have them memorize words, study a bunch of words. Then they'll take them out of the pool, they'll test them outside in the open air, and then they'll put them down submerged underneath the water again, and they'll test them again. Which one do they do better at? Underwater, right? Why? Because that's where they learned it. Because the environment got anchored to the information. And so a really fun brain hack to do is when I'm training actors and stuff like that, or let's say you're at the prepared to give a speech at a meeting, raise your hand if this is you, that you have to give a public presentation or you have to study lots of information, even if it's one-on-one, you maybe can't study in the environment that you need to perform in, whether it's a meeting room or it's on stage or something like that, but you could take the environment with you. And the strongest sense out of your five senses, I'm just talking about the five, which one's the most anchored to your memory? Smell. Smell. Your olfactory, right? I mean, just think as a hunter-gatherer, you need to be able to smell a poison or food, if food's rotten. That makes sense, right? How many people, if you smelled something, a food or a fragrance, essential oil, it could take you back years and you'll have that real visceral feeling experience. What if you use that? So what if you took that, that unconscious thing that happens and make it conscious and say, oh, I need to study for this presentation, this meeting. I'm going to study my notes and my flashcards, whatever I'm studying. And you're smelling a very specific essential oil. That's unique, or a lip balm, or a flavored gum, right? And then when you need to perform, take the test, or you know, give the speech, or do the meeting, whatever, you bring in that same smell. Does that make sense? Right, so these are all the, the hacks that we teach in Superbrain, and like hundreds of them. This is what we're gonna do right now. I'm gonna go through the 10 keys for unlocking your Superbrain. Again, one third of your memory is predetermined by genetics and biology. Let's say two thirds in your control. These are the 10 things I would focus on. All I want you to write down is you can write down what the hack is, and then zero to 10, how well are you doing in this area, all right? So the first one is... One of the things I've realized after conducting well over a thousand interviews with the world's greatest thought leaders in everything from entrepreneurship to spirituality to health and wellness to relationship is that life is enormous, and there are so many ways we can make our life better and better in every way, in every single day. If you're successful in just one area of life, you might just suck in another. I've known billionaires whose romantic lives were in shambles. I've known incredibly emotionally intelligent people who just couldn't make money. And that's totally fine. It doesn't matter where you are. Life doesn't have to stay the same forever. You're not cursed or destined to be miserable or unlucky in love or struggling to make ends meet. You were just never thought how to have it all, how to do things differently, how to master the human experience from a mind, body, and soul perspective. This is where Mind Valley membership comes in. When you become a Mind Valley member, you are coached by the greatest teachers in the world. You get to live a life beyond your wildest dreams and learn the best systems, protocols, methods, step by step by step in just 20 minutes a day to get there. You become the man or woman 
that you've always aspired to be. And this happens in the easiest, most effective way because of the Mindvalley transformational model. Go to mindvalley.com forward slash now. Don't settle for ordinary. Don't settle for your life the way it is now. Aspire to step into your greatness. A good brain diet. Good brain diet. So on a scale of zero to 10, what's an honest assessment? If you're honest and true to yourself, where are you on your diet? In Super Brain, we talk about the most important foods for your brain that are neuroprotective. So we're talking about avocados. We're talking about blueberries, or what I call brain berries, right? We're talking about broccoli. We're talking about eggs, if that's allowed you by your diet. We're talking about coconut oil or olive oil. We're talking about green leafy dark vegetables, wild salmon, turmeric. I do every morning, I do like an almond turmeric like tea, right? All these things are neuroprotective. Number two, killing ants, automatic negative thoughts. How well are you controlling your self-talk? On a scale of zero to 10, honestly, even if you've done this with me, how strong are you? Zero to 10. Do your thoughts make a difference, yes or yes? yes. If I say constantly I'm getting too old, is that gonna be self-fulfilling, yes or yes? If I say I'm forgetful, I have a bad memory. If you fight for your limitations, you get to keep them. And this self-talk, doesn't matter if it's external or it's internal, right? When I was nine years old, teacher pointed to me saying, that's the boy with the broken brain, that brain injury and those learning difficulties. Children, you are very, very susceptible to this, right? If you're a parent, your external words become their internal words. So that became my self-talk. Every time I failed a test, didn't do well enough or whatever, wasn't picked for a sports team, what'd I say? Oh, I'm just the broken brain, right? So your mind is always eavesdropping on your self-talk. That's number two. Number three, exercise. And really what we're talking about here is movement. The number one function of your brain is to control your movement, all right? That's why we know there's not just a brain-body connection, but a body-brain connection, that using your body in different ways stimulates neurogenesis, it stimulates neuroplasticity, it stimulates brain-derived nootropic factors, which is the fertilizer for making new connections. So you have to move, but we live in a very sedentary life. Right? I was reading this book talking about barefoot kids and how we're taking away seesaws and swings and all these things. We're overprotecting them and then we're keeping them in a very sterile environment. They're not moving as much, right? They're always on their devices and they're not getting the brain growth and it's leading to learning challenges and so on. But how much are you moving every single day? They say sitting is a new smoking. You do not want to sit eight hours a day and just study. I'm going to go through the rest fast. Number four, brain nutrients, brain vitamins. There are certain nutrients and I would just have, I would make this a no brainer. I would just go to your functional medicine doctor and get like hormonal tests, full spectrum tests, food sensitivity, and just see what your baseline is. Cause I really do believe people are bio-individual. Like I've seen all the research, talk to so many individuals, find out what works for you. The most important supplement is DHA for the brain. DHA, all right, that's number four. Number five, positive peer group. So rate yourself zero to 10, how inspired, encouraged, challenged, energized are you by your peer group? And again, peer is choice. I'm not talking about your family, but although they maybe are your peer, but the people that you choose, right? So either get new group or choose who you're gonna let affect you, positive peer group, because it really affects your, your brain, zero to 10. Really fast, number six, clean environment. How clean is your environment? How organized, zero to 10. And you know this, right? Is your external world reflected by your internal world? and vice versa, because it's a feedback loop. Have you ever cleaned your room, cleaned your desktop, cleaned your work area, and all of a sudden you have clarity of thought? 
The reason why I brought up the boxing match is this, is because I go over there, we watch this fight, and afterwards I was like, I was me sitting here, Sylvester Stallone on the couch here, and then to his left was Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I swear, if you took a picture of that, they'd be like, who photoshopped that Asian dude in that photo? <laughs> But I was like, what does it take to be a champion like those guys? And then Arnold said, Jim, the difference between an amateur and a champion is a champion's willing to push past the pain period. Is there a pain period in a relationship? Is there a pain period sometimes in a health crisis? Is there a pain period also in your business? Multiple pain periods, right? The ability to push past, this is the time when it counts, just like with your workout. Number seven, sleep. On a scale of zero to 10, how good is your sleep? It's important for your brain, three really simple reasons. It's where you consolidate short to long-term memory. That's where you actually remember. You do not, even when you're doing these workouts, build your muscles when you're working out. You build it when you rest. Same thing with your mental muscles, same thing with your memory. So that's where you consolidate short to long-term memory. The other reason why you sleep is it cleans plaque out that could lead to dementia and potentially brain aging challenges. And how many people, raise your hand honestly, if you're not at an eight, nine or 10 or asleep? Raise your hand if you're not. And that affects it. The last reason why is how you dream, right? Your REM sleep, your REM, your REM stages of your sleep, that's very important because that's where your creativity, that's where, I'm telling you, like we did a whole thing on super brain on how to remember your dreams. But specifically, why do you want to remember your dreams? Because you learn all day, your brain doesn't shut off at night, it's more active at night. And so Elias Howe created a sewing machine in his dream. You know, Paul McCartney came out with the song yesterday in his dream. Mary Shelley came up with Frankenstein in his dream. Periodic table came to a chemist in his dream. What are you dreaming about at night that could solve a lot of the problems in your business, in your life, but you forget it the next morning? That's why the first thing I do in my morning routine is remember my dreams. And six steps on how to do that, we talked about in, in Superbrain. After that, sleep, eight, brain protection. Are you protecting your brain? And I'm not just talking about wearing a helmet in extreme sports. Yes, that's obvious. I've had a series of traumatic brain injuries and concussions and all those challenges. Yes, but I mean like things like EMFs. Like we did a podcast episode specifically talking about electromagnetic fields and how it's affecting the brain. Is that affecting the brain, you think? Yes. Do you think it's normal? Do you think we evolved or are born to be able to handle all the electricity that's coming out of these smart devices? You know, I read recently that over 90% of kids sleep with their phones underneath their pillows, right? Not on airplane mode, right? So it's, it's big, big, big challenge. We just did two videos on that. They have 4 million views in just a matter of weeks. EMFs protect your brain. Number nine, new learnings. New learnings, meaning that you might have seen the longevity. This is a longevity conference. On the cover of Time Magazine was this uh, study on nuns who were living 80, 90 and above. What was the secret to their longevity? Part of it was their emotional faith, gratitude. The other half, lifelong learners. These group of women were just learning every day, reading every day, having deep conversations, doing the work every single day. It added years to their life and life to their years. So always learning, and I'm preaching to the choir here. But I know for a fact, most of you could actually push it even more, all right? That's how you create neurogenesis and neuroplasticity. If you want to know the secret to having an ageless mind, neurogenesis says you could create new brain cells the day you die. Neuroplasticity is saying you can create new connections the day you die. The two most important factors outside of sleep that's going to promote neurogenesis, neuroplasticity, novelty and nutrition. Just like your body, you have to give it novelty or stimulus and you have to give it nutrition and feed that muscle. Does that make sense? Same thing with your mental muscles. So novelty of movement, novelty of ideas. But most people, as we grow older, I mean chronological age, we shut down because we feel like we know everything, right? So there's no novelty that's there. There's a Rumi quote that says, sell your cleverness for bewilderment. 
Like, when's the last time you felt bewildered? Remember, you don't have creativity or have focus or have a memory or have bewilderment or have love or have motivation or have energy. You do those things. You do energy, you do creativity, you do focus, you do bewilderment. So we're taking nouns, turning into verbs, and we're taking a structure, a process, a strategy on how you can replicate that at will. And finally, the last thing, number 10, stress management. And this is the invisible one, right? Nobody wants to talk about, but you're under a, how many people didn't realize how much stress they were under until they were like hanging out here on the beach? Because, because it's like fish, they don't see the water because it's there all the time. But we are under so much environmental stress, pollutants, environmental stress, emotional stress, work stress, cognitive stress, financial stress, and we don't realize that. But you don't get the best of the best out of that, right? It's good for fight or flight, sympathetic mode, but it's not good if you need to think. If you're stressed, it doesn't help you study. When you're stressed, it doesn't help you give a presentation. When you're stressed, it doesn't help you perform cognitively because it shuts down cortisol, adrenaline, big parts of your brain. So stress management. So how are you managing your stress? All right, so stand up, we're almost finished. Are we good, yes or yes? Yes. All right, shake out your body. Now what we're gonna do is this technique is we're gonna take a location on your body and just so it's anchored on your body, we're gonna take the 10 tips and we're gonna turn them into images. We already said imagination will make you more youthful, more powerful, more childlike. We're gonna take each of the tips and put them on 10 places on our body. Ready? On the top of your head, I want you to say top. And I want you to imagine the first brain tip, which is a good brain diet. I want you to imagine guacamole and blueberries all over the top of your head. This would never happen. You're like, that's so childish. That's why it works. I want you to imagine that. Even if you can't imagine it, imagine you can imagine it because that's your negative self-talk. Two is your nose. What's number two? Nose. And I want, you, what's number two, everybody? Nose. Killing ants. Automatic negative thoughts. I want you to see ants coming out of your nose. You're killing them. Not to ever do that. It's gross. Remember, emotion is in, in what's important. Information alone, you'll forget it. Information, emotion, you'll never forget it. Ants coming out of your what? Nose. Third place is your mouth. Touch your mouth. And I want you to imagine exercise. So what are you doing? Imagine. What are you doing? What's that? Dumbbells with your lips, right? Push-ups with your mouth. Everyone just imagine that. Ready? Number four are your ears. Touch your ears. Imagine brain vitamins. Brain vitamins coming out of your what? Ears. Omega-3s, ginkgo biloba, your B vitamins, all coming out of your ears. Remember, make it feeling-oriented and make sure you see it. Number five is your throat. Touch your throat. Five is your throat. And I want you to imagine for number five here are your positive friends, your positive friends. I want you to imagine that your best friends are putting happy faces, smiley faces on your neck. That would never happen. Like, I, didn't, I just made that up. But you'll remember it because you don't remember the ordinary, you remember the extraordinary. By the way, is this working? What's on the top of your head? Good brain diet. What's out on your nose? Good. What's out of your mouth? Good. Number four? Good. And number five? Wow. Number six are your shoulders. I want you to imagine clean environment. There's somebody there that's mopping and vacuuming dandruff <laughs> on your shoulders. Ready? Number seven is your collar. And I want you to imagine sleep, sleep. And so imagine a hammock on your collar. Like remember a hammock and you're getting a good rest sleep. Sleep. Do you see that? Good. Number eight are your fingers, fingers. And I want you to imagine brain protection. So just imagine a helmet on each of your fingers with your favorite sports team. Look at it. Helmet, helmets all over your fingers. Imagine what they feel like. See it? Feel it? Good. Finally, number nine and 10. Nine is your belly. And I want you to imagine new learning. So I want you to imagine you're wearing like a bookshelf around your waist, a bookshelf around your waist and your favorite books. 
Code and the Extraordinary Mind and all the authors here. They have your favorite books, New Learnings. That's number nine. And finally, 10 is your seat. 10 is your what? Seat, your rear end. And I want you to imagine stress management. I don't even want to know what you're thinking about. Stress management. It could be red wine. It could be massage. It could be meditation, whatever that, but just put it there. Now, you are the memory expert, right? You are the memory expert. You could give a TED Talk. This is like the 10 points to a speech, right? So here we go. I need all your energy. What's number one? Good. Number two? Killing ants. Number three? Number four? Number five? Yes, very good. Your friend, six? Clean environment. Number seven? Sleep. Number eight? Rain protection. Number nine? And number 10. Give yourselves a round of applause. Our message, our message to you is this. Our team here, my co-founder Alexis, our entire team, we're really happy to partner with Mindvalley for Superbrain. You know, our message for you is we want to make the planet smarter. We believe that the collective wisdom of this room, of this planet, that if we can make better, brighter brains, we could solve a lot of the big challenges in your life and in this world that we need to. How many people believe the world needs superheroes, right? And really, it starts with our minds and our hearts and our hands when they're all aligned, right? And so we believe that your life is like an egg, that if an egg is broken by an outside force, life ends, right? It cracks, it ends. But if it's broken by an inside force, life begins. And all great things begin on the inside. And you have greatness inside of you. You have genius inside of you. So let's let it out together. Thank you very much. And this is the Mind Valley Podcast. If you like the Mind Valley Podcast, take the next step. Become a Mind Valley member. Imagine being coached daily by the greatest teachers on the planet. How quickly would you transform your health, your mindset, your body? your relationships? How quickly would you double the size of your company? How quickly would you see your career grow? How quickly would you eliminate any limiting belief that's holding you back and manifest a life that you once thought beyond your dreams? When you become a member, you don't just get access to the greatest education in the world. You become part of a community of 150,000 of the most incredible people dedicated to personal growth. Go to mindvalley.com forward slash now to get started.